0: I'm Pat Stewart, and I'm Jazz Whiting, imitating Lofty Fulton.
1: Welcome back to the Canine Paradigm. My name's Glenn Cook, and joined in studio is my regular co-host, Pat Stewart. Hello. Today, we've got a guest that we've had in before, somebody that we've done a whole podcast series, or not a series, but a podcast show, and we promised that we'd have her back so we could talk about what's been up, what she's doing, and we're just going to shoot the shit in general. Would you please welcome Jasmine Whiting? Hey, everyone. Nice to have you back.
0: Yeah, it's good to be back.
1: So you got a new nickname in the last time that we've
2: had you here?
0: You can enlighten everyone.
2: Sweats. <laughs> I still prefer Jazzy McJazz pants. Jazzy McJazz pants. Whereas I'm now yeah. getting
0: called Jazzy Jeff.
2: Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff. Jeff. Who's that one from? Uh, jiu-jitsu people. Oh. Wow. Wow. Well,
1: That's actually an interesting topic yeah. that we can we can talk about on itself. That mm-hmm. you've discovered a new passion apart from your dog training, which you're doing very well on. We're going to talk about that. But why don't we talk about your one of your newfound passions? You've started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Uh, yeah. So I've stopped doing CrossFit a little bit, just giving something else a go. I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in May, back at the start of May. It's really good. I love it. And I don't know why I didn't start sooner. I looked into it probably about 12 to 18 months ago, but just never really ended up finding a place to go to and just didn't end up starting. So
2: Is that why it was the first thing out of your mouth? Because it has to fill the void of Constantly being talked exactly. about the same way CrossFit had right. to. You've got, you got, you got to talk about CrossFit. Now
0: there's not CrossFit, i got to talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's Hi, uh,
2: I'm Jazz. I do uh, BJJ. <laughs> and
0: I'm a vegan. <laughs> yeah, fuck that.
2: I got to use on you my favourite CrossFit meme the other day. You, did you see that one?
0: Yeah, I did. That was good. M- which well one was played. It?
2: Which one? It's um, I'll make from Eastbound and Down, and it's like, no, I don't do CrossFit. I do real sports. I don't want to be the best at working out. <laughs> uh, it it's good. funny, but I used to do CrossFit. Did you tell everyone? <laughs> everyone all the time, non-stop. Post post my wads on Facebook. Go back far enough. And Your you'll wads. Yeah, my workout of the day. Oh okay. That's an a, acronym. That's a, a wad, bro. It's a terrible acronym, to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, check out my wad. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that's literally what uh, crossfitters say. Uh, anyway, moving on. Where are you doing BJJ? Uh,
0: in Campbelltown. It's uh, Gracie Baja.
2: And how um, how often are you doing that?
0: Probably four to five days a week.
2: Oh no shit! So you're not fucking around. You're no. getting into it. Yeah, exactly. And
1: your, obviously, your inspiration behind doing that was when Jay came out?
0: Uh, yeah. So, he sort of spoke to me about it. Obviously, he does that. He's got his own academy over in Maine in America. Yep. And he sort of answered a lot of questions I had about it. And as I said, I looked into it a long time ago, just didn't dive really into it. And then he sort of gave the, the clarity on what I could gain from it. So, then, yeah, the next day, I went straight in and started.
1: Yeah. No, I think it was a great idea. Certainly, um, it gave you... It gave you some serious goals in life, I reckon. I've seen you change personally since the last time we had you on the show compared to now, like, you're a lot happier you feel more fulfilled about things, which is great. It's, it's nice to see. It's really, it's been a positive thing. I know you've got a big smile on your face and you're waiting for me to drop some sort of bomb, but I'm not, (laughs) I think it's great. I really do. I think it's nice that you found things that are working for you that feel right that you're supposed to do. I mean, that's a, that's a major thing in anyone's life when you actually get a, when you cross over a threshold that you think, fuck, you know, all of a sudden life was a bit, Unfulfilling, didn't really, weren't reaching the goals I was trying to reach, and it was a bit unpleasant for a period of time. But now I can see that you've, you found some good purpose in what you're doing. Like, like I said, your dog trains come together. You found BJJ, and you and you found that that's actually an interesting sport that you like doing, and it feels good. I was watching, just for the guys on the on the show, I was watching you and Sean and Brent in my living room, all having a role, which means having a. Uh, a wrestle on the floor and it was actually interesting jazz has been only doing it for a short amount of time she was keeping her own with two pretty experienced guys oh well um, sean was more experienced both jazz and brent have been doing it for roughly about the same amount of time yep. but uh jazz was holding her own with them she was really giving them a good run for their money and uh, even sean got up and said damn jazz is verily strong she uh she can really throw you around when she's on the floor
2: he said that in the car on the way home he said holy <laughs> shit Jazz is really good at that. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he made no bones about it. And you could see, like I said, Jazz was giving both the boys a big run and getting some tap outs
2: here and there, which was which was nice to see. So I want to hear from Jazz because the, what we said was we got you in early days. I think you were like, it was like the fourth or fifth
0: episode? I was the first guest, which was at the start of No, uh, you were
2: not. Don't try and take that mantle off of Birdie. Oh,
0: no, first Randy guest. First Randy guest. Yes. First Randy First guys. Randy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Birdie was our first guest. Yes. So, you're our first Randy guest and we wanted to and discuss- still the most Randy guest. The most, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Andrew most Clark definitely. had a shot at it. Um,
0: <laughs> Sweaty big
2: sweatshops. <laughs> we wanted to sort of track how you were going in the industry. You just started your own business. And so, that make sure we don't hit anything. I want to list a couple of things we want to talk about. So, you're doing well in your, your business is going pretty well. I want to talk about that as we go along. Yep. You wanted to certify as a PSA decoy. You were working hard towards that. You've done that. You're- Needed a place to stay because you were staying with your family. You bought a house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you – And just moved into it today, huh? It uh, no, I'm moving
0: into my stepmom's for two months while the settlement process is happening. Mm. I'll get my keys 31st of August.
2: That's exciting. Congrats. Don't give your address out over the <laughs> – <laughs> I know
1: you love, Party all at these, my house. <laughs> love all these sweaty BJJ dog training people turning up. and
2: And – the the other thing quite rudely is you don't even fit the bite suit I bought you anymore because you've lost <laughs> 25 kilos. So, which I'm a little bit I mean congratulations, but I'm a bit pissed off about that, I won't <laughs> lie. So, I would say that life is going pretty well. Yep, I would agree. So tell us a little bit about it. How's business? Let's talk about that to start with. What's what, going on What's your company your... name?
1: Like Prime Canine. Like Prime Canine and how do people find you?
0: On Facebook, just simply Prime Canine. Via email, it's training at gmail.com um, and all the details are on the Facebook page as well for further contact.
2: Yep, that's good. So you've got plenty of business, what's going on?
0: Yeah, so got more clients than what I sort of thought I would get. Really I had no idea how many clients I'd get starting off and I didn't really know anything about business, like I didn't even do business studies in school. So I'm just winging this and getting help from guys like you and Glenn and other people with business and stuff. So picking up pointers every now and then, but... um. I think I'm doing well for – well, I won't say well for me, but just well in general actually. Yeah. I'm not going to down that a bit. So, yeah, doing well at it. I'm really enjoying it. So, that's the main thing I think. Like it's – I don't want to be doing something I don't enjoy Mm -hmm. and I do enjoy it. So, But it's interesting because the other day I think in Forrest Mickey's podcast, you were talking about how most of us in the room and him prefer to teach dogs to do things as opposed to to stop things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and most pet clients, they they um, want you to stop behaviors, like stop digging, stop chewing this, stop peeing in the house, whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm very much on the same boat. I much prefer to teach dogs to do things, but the pet industry is mostly to stop. But luckily I've got my own dog where I can use that as an outlet to teach her to do things. So it kind of evens it out a little bit. And in the future, I'll get a different dog and have another outlet. So your dog you're talking about
2: well. is Jenta, who is yep. your assistance dog, and- You've been lately spending more and more time away from her, right? Correct. Inoculating yourself, building up to a trip to America, I understand?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, yes, this is right. I was planning on doing it anyway. It was looking for a while more like a, a five-year plan, but now it's looking more like a, a two-year plan sort of with her. You know, I don't want to have a – I don't want to need an assistance dog for forever, so it was always the plan to try and phase her out, just depending on when I was ready. didn't think I was going to be ready for another – I don't know, year or two to start that, but obviously can, I am.
1: Can I just say something on that? That sure. I it's something that I'm impressed with you about. And it's not intended as an insult to other people who need assistance dogs or PTSD dogs or dogs in general to serve them while they're going through whatever they're going through. So if anyone's triggering off this, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. What I am saying is that I'm pretty proud of you, jazz, because in the short time I've known you, you've like your progress you've made personally has been like quite remarkable. What my point <laughs> was was I was going to say that you have your transgression and your progress into your personal self has been amazing in the short time I've known you to the point where you're now considering backing off your dependency on on having the dog around. Like I know some people need them, but I also think that some people sit off their their dogs like a crutch. Like they use it way too much than what they actually need to. And some people genuinely need to, like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Some people genuinely need to do things. Some people genuinely need to be on pharmaceuticals. Some people genuinely need medical assistance and they need people in the, in the industry to help them with whatever it is. But there's a lot of people who who milk it too. They realize that it's attention-seeking behavior, attention-getting behavior. And it's hard to tell the difference sometimes.
0: That was one of the worst things about it, actually. Like, I struggled with the extra attention, but- Then again, I also struggled without it. So it was like, okay, I can have the dog and struggle with attention, but she can help me with other things. Or I can struggle with the other things and not have the attention, but I'm still struggling either way. So, Like
1: I said, getting back to you personally, because I'm not attacking anybody, I'm just talking about a a situation of of observing. And you personally, I, I watched you, and you had your dog for all the right reasons. Like you genuinely needed your dog, and you still do for whatever reasons you need her. Okay, so... But, they're like, I've seen other people who, are, they just, uh, they overcook it. They just use it as a, this dog suddenly got me attention and it's the attention I've been craving for. Yeah. Look, you know, some people just, I think some people just need a hug. They just need people to.
2: to- Georgie Harrington.
1: <laughs> Georgie Harrington. <laughs> um, Dallas <Perkowicz>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I think I need of- a hug. So some people just need a hug. But, but If the you see Georgie, is- give her a hug. Yeah. And it's, you know, like this is a positive message after all that some people generally need support and that having that dog there, you know, like you've told me, it's great sometimes when you wake up and you have a, you know, a series of bad dreams to be able to reach down and touch gender and know she's there and and have that support there. I totally get it. You know, I think that's awesome. The really impressive fact for me is that now you're coming to a point where you're just saying, I'm needing it less and less. And that's awesome. I'm really proud of you. Like, you've done a, like, a top job overall. Going back some time, somebody said to me, where did Jazz come from? Like, she's just like popped out of nowhere and, you know, like suddenly you guys are all best friends and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, she just followed us home one day and I said to Narelle, hey, <laughs> can we keep her? You know, she, A won't lost be, little puppy. she won't be much trouble, you know. I promise I'll clean up after her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bitch, please, I'll yeah. clean up after yeah, you. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, let's be realistic. It's kind this. of
0: funny though because I'm going to bring up CrossFit again, guys. Oh, God. Oh, God. yeah. Right, so oh, I walked in the gym yeah. and it was kind of very much the same there but they used to call me... They used to call me Pup. That was my nickname, just yep. P-U-P. And they're like, dude, you're young, you're a young pup, and you just kind of followed us home one day. You're a lost little puppy. Mm. <laughs> that was my nickname, and it stuck. Like, I don't really um, talk to everyone from the gym anymore, but one contacted me for dog training, and in the email, hey, pup, how's it going? And I was like, who's it? Oh, oh, that's right. I haven't heard that name in a while, so it's quite funny, actually. Too that busy said getting that.
2: called Sweats or Jazzy pants <laughs> Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sweats I still love that Sweats But on the topic of, of the dog And Jenta Let's use her name um, Yeah uh, Is it, it was only like six months ago That we were doing yoga And you could Like it was a big deal To not take her to that Like to yeah. be Because it was hot yoga She couldn't come in the room yoga. I know what a stupid idea I
0: know Whose idea was that uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's not how you got called sweaty either <laughs> uh, But so that was a big deal To the idea that you She couldn't be in the same room as you it was yeah. a, a problem Yeah and now, no problem, right? And yeah, you're spending more and more time away from her. The plan is to go to America for a few weeks, and that the, I think it'll be helpful, of course, that we're all going. There's yeah, a whole, definitely. There's a whole swag of people going to, you know. <laughs>
0: As you represent, yeah. Um, so we're talking not, about obviously good.
2: we're all going to the IACP. Um, I've actually dropped my it's like ten thousand dollar trip. I'm not gonna lie. Because I'm taking the family. So we're we're going to Disney beforehand, which is a big deal, I whoop think. Whoop.
1: Yeah, it's Yeah, be well, all of us are going. Like the whole three of us are going. Dave's going. Mm-hmm. Brent and Kat are going. Kat, yeah. Alex Edwards going. Mm-hmm. i imagine Jim Mulholland will be there again. He's he's uh, a usual attendee there. So I'm sure yeah. there will be.
2: Any other Australians listening, yeah. let us know if you're yeah, going. Yeah, let us
1: know if you're going. It's going to be a great time to catch up over there. There's a great lineup of presenters at this event, and uh, it's in a great location. So yeah, it's going to be a
2: it's going to be a wild time. It's yeah. going to be really cool. Well, that location was the killer. Like, because we, I reckon Rip is just about turned three, and he is like the perfect age to go to Disney, where it he, he, it'll seem real, like it'll actually be magical. So I was like. Uh, Fuck yeah, for it. jazz too. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember when I said, we're going to go dizzy. like, oh, can I come?
0: No. I'm coming. No, it's a
2: family trip. All right. So that's where you're at. So business, what sort of clients are you getting at the moment? You're, you, you're mostly pet people that you're saying that want you to stop doing things, recurring stuff, or you're tending to fix problems pretty quick. How are people finding you?
0: on my initial consultation form that I did up the final question is um, how did you hear about prime canine? So mm-hmm. I find that really beneficial because it helps for advertising and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. if for example, if a lot of people ticked that box and said social media, cool. I know that you I'm either there, yeah. Yeah, doing the right thing or maybe I'll up it, see if I can gain more things like that. Uh, most of them are actually referrals and everything from, from other dog trainers. A couple of people from the pod uh, have heard the podcast. So Sort of doing the rounds in a lot of ways, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Some from vets where I've dropped business cards off and such. Yeah, so there's there's a few mediums that I'm going through. And yeah, basically, standard pet owners, like with, with the standard problems, I should say. So pet owners with the standard problems. And there's a couple that are more for therapy dog work. And also for assistance dog work. So they're mm-hmm. two different things, but I'm doing a little bit of both. I can't certify or or do anything like that, but I can do some of the lead up training to do yeah. the public access tests and things like that. So I help people with that, seeing as I've got experience both as a as a handler, um, but as a trainer as well, that's that's quite mm, beneficial. All,
1: all the people that are coming to me in New South Wales now for that type of work, I'm steering them straight to you because you're actually living it. Yep. Like Same. you've trained your own dog, you've you've lived with a dog, so you understand it. It's one thing to be a trainer in it; it's another thing to understand why. So for me, I just say, look, I could do it, but I'd rather have somebody who's actually living in the moment doing it. So I think that you're a, a much better candidate than me or most other people that I know to actually do it.
0: Yeah, and it's like um, something as simple, you know, you might need the basic obedience, but then I might have taught my dog an extra thing because it's actually quite efficient to use in public. But a standard trainer who is not in the experience, who doesn't experience the handler role, they might not realise the benefits of teaching an extra behaviour here or there. So um, that is that is beneficial to be able to do that for those people.
2: Mm. Question, do you use the middle position very often?
0: <laughs> yes, I do actually. And that was prior to Chad and Jay coming out in May. But yeah, it was easier to navigate in certain uh, instances, not that it takes up any less space or anything like that, because, you know, it doesn't matter if they're on the left or the right or the middle, you're still taking up the same, you know, um, footprint, Yeah, footprint. but instead of her getting hit with a trolley or, you know, kids running past, they'll hit my legs as opposed to hit her. So I find it quite beneficial. And then also sometimes if I'm standing in line, she'll be, <laughs> there's a few different positions that she'll stand in for me, uh, each do different things for me. Um, sometimes she'll stand behind me as a bit of a block, but sometimes I'll get her in middle but facing backwards. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I don't know. She's kind of watching my six. A bit hard to explain, but.
2: No, it's not hard to explain yeah. at all. That's exactly like, what she's doing. She makes you comfortable. It actually is basically, because <laughs> we were talking about before, it, it is pretty close to that Mondio defense of the handler scenario where she's not going to bite anyone, but she she keeps a buffer of people from you, right? And that's yeah. kind of her job.
0: Yeah, Okay, that's yeah. an easy way to explain it. Yeah,
2: so it's not like you need her to be in a heel. You need her to be by your side or touching you in a position that is best suited to the scenario. And yep. and you've taught her to or, – or you guys have kind of figured out. And Did you actually put any work into teaching that or was it just that it's kind of come along and um, evolved to be that?
0: I sort of taught her the behaviours a little bit, but I didn't really put names to it or, or go through it as deeply. Um, as recently, I sort of – fix things up a little bit so she could go from uh, much smoother from position to position, you know, from left to middle to right to Mm -hmm. in the middle but reverse and things like that. But in the beginning, she sort of just went in. Like I'd make a small gesture, hey, like come in here sort of thing, but she'd go in there, she'd sort of know that was the the picture and that's where she'd go. So she Mm kind of worked it out. I've just now put proper names to it and things like that. So still haven't finished it, but yeah, working on it.
2: Yeah. And you find – I think I don't want to talk about assistance dogs the whole time, but do you find the training of her very therapeutic outside of, as you said, as a dog trainer, we like to have our own dogs we you can train to do. Do you think for a lot of people say in your position, the training of the assistance dog is as much the therapy as having the dog? Or do you think not so much?
0: No, definitely. Like I, well, it it depends if you enjoy it. All uh, right. Like I know not all therapy is enjoyable. I can tell you that, but if you can enjoy the time with your dog, or learn to uh, learn to see the benefit in it, then yeah, you'll benefit from it as a as a sort of um. That, that's a, a great point,
1: thing. isn't it? Mm. Like it's it really comes down to
2: individuals. Yeah, it comes yeah. down to
1: individuals, but it also comes down to what you actually enjoy in it. And yeah. I think you hit the nail right on the head, Jazz. Is that if you if you do enjoy something, then it distracts you from the other things that you're feeling and that you're going through at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of people they just don't well there's some people who experience certain types of ailments that they just don't enjoy anything. And that's part of their Been through that. part of their crutch is that they just don't enjoy anything. But if you do actually find Yeah, yeah, that's right. You have been through that. And there's, you know, a lot of people have been through those type of things and it's all a it's all a personal journey. But I mean, once you get to that point where you think, "Geez, I'm actually I like being around this dog." I'm having yeah. fun, I'm, I'm learning something, I'm doing something new, it really takes it to a whole new realm.
0: So in the in the circumstances where you're in the mindset where you're not enjoying anything, there's a lot of reasons that could be the case. Um, most commonly I'd say, I mean, I don't know statistics, but I reckon it would probably be from depression. So when you're super depressed, you tend not to enjoy things, even the things you know you usually enjoy, you, you lose that enjoyment. And in those circumstances, you still have to kind of push through and, in a way force yourself to do those things, do the behavior, and then eventually the the thoughts and the feelings about it will change and that that enjoyment will come back and things like that. So there are times where you do need to force yourself to do things, but it is important to actually pay attention to what you enjoy naturally and and try and take advantage of that if you can if it's going to be beneficial, which Mm. for me was, yeah, dog training. So if I can see that someone, say, for example, any of these people that I'm helping with assistance dogs or therapy dogs, uh, actually, we'll use a the therapy dog, for example. It's for a couple of kids. I won't go into details or anything, but they've got PTSD essentially. And the dogs, just for them in their home and stuff, and to to help them sort of cope with things, playing with the dog is a bit of an outlet. And I can see that the one of the kids in particular really, really enjoys playing with the dog, but didn't quite know how to play sort of the most effectively how to turn the dog off when he's finished playing and things like that. So that's where actually a lot of Jay's work came into it, starting a play window, ending the play. So having a set window where you can play and then, you know, the dog can't hassle the boy unless there's permission to do so. So it helps start the dog, they play together, and then they can finish together. Like there's mm-hmm. there's clear defined lines of this is playtime, this is not. So then the kid's not getting you know, frustrated with a dog always wanting to play and things like that. So that's a perfect example. The kid already liked to play. I just helped him do it better and like how to make it more enjoyable for them both. So, so that's therapy for him because he enjoys that naturally.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you, you say that's a therapy dog. The difference would be there's no goal to sit a pat test with that dog. It's just the act of having the dog is the therapy for the kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they want the dog to do sort of in the future, possibly some specific sort of things. You know, if I uh, haven't spoken in detail about just say, for example, the kid might be crying or something, you know, the, the dog can learn to go up and to comfort just, him just him. comfort him, whether it's sit next to him or sit on his lap or something like that. You know, those sort of things. But There's no actual public access required. It's just yep. generally in-home sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably a takeaway message that I'd like to talk to people in general public, is that this is actually a serious thing. And rather than just thinking, oh, look, I don't know anything about it, but I'll just have a go at it, probably don't do that. If you're going to get involved in that type of work with dogs, like serious side, like detection assistance, those type of things, don't just have a go at them. Go and actually study that as a craft. There's a difference between having a a dog for entertainment and a dog for service. Service dogs need to actually be trained by trained professionals, people who actually understand what they're doing and the reasons behind it. It it is generally a life-saving application. So don't wing it and don't play with that type of thing. I know this is not like a public service or a tell-off or anything like that, but I have seen people in the industry who just, they fuck around with dogs they shouldn't be fucking around with. That's the message I'm trying to say. Mm. So... You know, it's serious. Don't yeah, it's, do
0: it. It's like I wouldn't just go out and say, oh, you want to teach your dog scent detection? Cool, I'll do that. Like, I don't know enough about it. I need to study that so much more. But, That's right. I mean, at this do, point, do I'd pass
1: it, it on. Do it know? by all means, but train in it first. Yeah, like, exactly. learn the craft properly. 100%. I mean, everybody's entitled to learn, okay? and that, And part of the joy of training dogs, and especially in those serious applications, is actually training with certified professionals or people who have many, many years of experience under their belt and who are, you know, who are doing live finds with search work or even law enforcement type of work that, you know, you and I talk to a lot of those, or all three Mm. of us talk to those people and getting involved in assistance dog. I'm not an assistance dog trainer. I know enough to be able to wing through it, but I'm not certified in anything. And I personally, I, I would say to somebody, Oh, look, I'd prefer to send you to somebody who's more applicable like jazz. Like I said, you've lived through it. You've trained your own dog. You've, You know, like you've done a lot of work with Pat with her originally, and you certified, you went and got her certified. So you know, like you're actually starting to really know what you're talking about in that field. So they're the type of people that I usually seek out and and refer people to.
0: Yeah. Well, after last podcast, I keep getting a million questions about uh, about assistance dog stuff. So people are asking questions and what have you. So it's good. I'm happy to answer. Well, uh, you got to know the answer. I'll find it. You got to go the
2: right person, like us. Just listening to. Everything you say there, like I've only taken on two assistance dog cases, and never again. Well, and but well, both <laughs> times, not necessarily never again, but both times I was the right person to do it. Yeah, it wasn't, and it's not because of my my knowledge of assistance dogs. It was just it was the right fit for other for whatever reason. But every time now, as soon as I get a, as soon as I get anyone ask about it, I send them to my close personal friend Jazzy McJazzpants because. <laughs> It's uh, as you say. It, it is a specialised area, and you're more specialised than anyone else that I know in it.
1: You know um, how Josh is known as the barefoot dog trainer. Mm-hmm. Maybe we call Jazz the sweaty dog trainer.
2: So, so okay. So now onto the next topic. Why is Jazz called sweats?
1: Well, oh, no. sweats sweaty being sweaty is the same as being randy. So, uh, right. you know, we just sort
2: of... <laughs> well, I was trying to segue into explaining, we we're going to talk about how she's lost 25 kilos since she was no, like last No, it's got nothing time. to do with <laughs> it. I knew
0: <laughs> where you were going, but he didn't. I was
2: trying to give us a way out. Uh, okay. No way. So, on that, okay, when we we're here, you, last time when we only just sort of started decoying a little bit, you were still learning very much. You had a goal of certifying as a PSA decoy. So, we tell us a little bit about that?
0: So, yes, I had the goal to become certified, knew there was a lot of work to get there both in regards to the skill of decoying, but also in regards to my own uh, physical health and mental health, but um, needed to get fit essentially. So mm-hmm. that, was, that was a fun task mm-hmm. as it is always.
2: Which you did, right? So you, you dropped, as I said, I'm still pissed off about it because your suit <laughs> doesn't fit anymore, but you lost 25 kilos. Tell us a bit about the training that you're prepped for that decoy cert. It's fucking hard, that decoy sir. It is hard work. It's running around in a suit. So, you're carrying you're carrying an extra 20 kilos of suit when you're running around and you're carrying a dog in the drive and it is fatiguing. It's hard work. You have to be fit to do it. Well, and you're and a
1: relatively fit guy and I mean, I know we've told the story about you, you know, probably a couple of times now that when you went over the States, you got through the first day and thought, holy shit, this yeah, is yeah. like grueling. Yeah,
2: yeah. I wish that I was twenty five and didn't have a broken back when this was happening. So we have at least got jazz twenty five and 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 a broken back. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the broken back's still a problem, but
2: So training, what was that like? What sort of training were you doing specifically for the decoy work?
0: Dare I say it, I was still doing CrossFit <laughs> at the time. Mm-hmm. But I was uh, Is that the I was fifth time she's
2: brought up CrossFit? You're gonna yep. bring it
0: off as much as possible, all right? And the next time it'll be all BJJ. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's all about life um, in the
1: box, dude. Didn't you yeah. know? <laughs>
2: Leave in this long laugh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you can cut that out.
2: (laughs) So you're doing some CrossFit.
0: Yeah, so I was doing CrossFit, uh, slowly sort of phasing that out anyway and spent more time doing my own kind of PT, basically in the suit, going down to a local football field or just basically any reserve where there was enough room to set up some cones in a similar fashion to what is needed for the the actual assessment for the decoy cert, but also enough to do sort of longer longer runs, longer sprints and things like that. So what I was doing was basically a combination of, of sprinting, of jogging around the football field, which is just slow and monotonous, but it's part of what you, you need to do. Mm-hmm. So what do we do, like four or five laps or something around yeah. that bloody football field? Gosh. Yeah. So you've got to do a mix of sort of, Longer and slower stuff, bike sprints as well. You then have to sort of prepare for having a dog in drive, uh, driving the dog. So for that I'd attach a long line and I didn't have a tire at the time. We used tires for the decoy cert, but I did have a sandbag, 20 kilo sandbag. So attached that to the end of the long line. And basically what we did in the decoy cert was attach it to your bicep. So it's dragging behind you, um, simulating the sort of effect of of putting a dog into a drive so I just did that with with whatever I had um you know did sprints between the cones in the sort of rough setup setup of what it would be and that sort of stuff so it was basically simulating what we'd need on on the cert and then obviously every week as well I was coming out to uh Pet Resorts Australia Dural, where we do the- um, Good plug. Good plug. The, Full name. Nice, the nice, I- nice. Well done. Where Full we name. do the Iron Fist PSA training. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, every Thursday night I was in the suit again, and that was more learning the skills uh, that Pat and Glenn were teaching me. So it was still requiring, obviously, the, the fitness side. You know, it's it's hard work still, but that was more the skill-specific stuff. And then I'd do extra fitness stuff on the side.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, It still amazes me with Sean Edwards, how fit that guy oh, is. Oh, ridiculous. That yeah. Every single decoy that runs that routine. He Sean, does with them. He runs their And same you have routine. a conversation while he yeah, does yeah. it. And yeah, yeah. And he's just joking along while you're doing it and just banging through each one like it's like just going for a walk in a park. That guy is a machine.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking very much so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, so awesome work. You basically transformed and got in awesome shape for the decoy, sir. and With m- a broken back.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And not that there is a – you did the best at the cert, but you did the best at the cert. Like there was – you got almost no feedback negatively, did very well. There was never really any question over – how you were going to go from mm. the first catch. It was like, Oh, okay. Good. Once fall. you stop fucking around and stop laughing. <laughs> um, but yeah, all your catches were perfect. Excellent presentation. There are some
0: things you you can't bring up before I'm going to do something serious
2: <laughs> <laughs> and powerful drives, which is the hard part in that PSA. Like it, it's being able to, cause there's pressure in it. So you've got to put some heat on the dog. It's not just a case of like, okay, doing it mechanically and going through the motions. You need to bring some presence Controlled aggression. Yeah, some controlled aggression. Exactly. So, like, it's forward aggression to the dog in the in their courage test. Mm. Catch the dog safely with good technique. Make sure you and the dog don't get injured. You did go down with my dog on you, and you you, you did it correctly. You turned and you took the impact for him. He was not entirely happy with you that it went that way, <laughs> but it all all went fine. He you, maintained. He he stayed he, in. Yep, you you perfect. took the the impact. And that's fine, everybody falls over at some stage. And you she got caught all the same dogs that everybody else was catching. As long as you like get there up. was no special treatment in it or anything. No, no. In fact the opposite. You got yeah. the, the harder ones. Yeah. So yeah, it congratulations. By the way. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> congratulations. You did it, you killed it, and that's a goal
0: mm. big achieved.
2: One. A big one that you're happy with?
0: It was super hard in pants that were. Too
2: big yeah pants that were <laughs> fucking made for someone 25 kilos heavier what yeah. do you what do you weigh i know that's not one of those things you ask, oh but to God, put in Pat, per- are you gonna
0: ask me how old i am too
2: but as a yes. percentage how what is 25 kilos
0: i don't know so i was like i don't mind talking about it i was over 100 whatever it was i don't even know but i didn't weigh myself until after i'd started losing weight a couple of people you both had actually mentioned at thursday night training hey have you lost some weight and i'll be like Oh yeah, when you're running around your underpants. Oh, definitely, sure. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I do. (laughs) So there was
1: no glory in (laughs) being a decoy, isn't it? Getting out of that suit.
0: (laughs) No, no. This was long before recently. So this was ages ago, like end of last year. And you did mention, oh, have you lost a little bit of weight, and I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. I'd been trying. I just. You know, it was in that, oh, I don't don't want to say it because I'm just like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's going to keep going. And once someone mentioned something, I was like, I'll jump on the scales now. I've got the the guts to do it. I'll just stand on the scales. And I was like 90, 95, 96 then. So I'd Mm -hmm. already lost weight. So I was over 100 and that's where I started tracking it. And now I'm 70 eight, I think. Mm, that's so,
1: magnificent. So
0: I've still got a bit more to lose for me to be happy. It's not about the weight. It's just losing body fat percentage. So I've lost, I think when I did the scan last with Narelle, who I'm getting regular scans with, uh, I lost 7% body fat, yeah. um, gained a kilo of muscle and lost plenty of centimetres. So, yeah. And that's what it's about, losing the the fat percentage and losing centimetres but gaining muscle.
2: Yeah. So, and, and the way that you had put on was mostly because of medication, right? So you, yeah. I mean, you have. Still fucking jacked under there. You are still and remain very, very strong, uh, even when you're unfit, right? Yes, yeah, Because so of your I'm... mad CrossFit. No, I'm
0: good. <laughs> so I never. It's all about the wads, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the wads in the box. Um, so, I... <laughs> oh, so. Oh, God. I have the rant to guess, right? Anyway, yep. so I never lost the muscle. I think when I originally broke my back, I did lose some. But then during the two years of rehab that I did of just standard weights, going to the gym, building all that back up, mm-hmm. I got to exactly where I was, like literally exactly the same kilos of weight. But then I had 20-plus kilos of, of fat on top of that. And I knew that it was fat. And um, And people were like, no, no, it's not fat. Like some of it will be muscle. You've been training and such. And I'm like, no, no, I've, I feel it in myself. It's, it's actually fat. Like I'm not just asking for a compliment or, or whatever. Um, and then I got the scans done and I was like, ha! It is fat. The scan tells you it's fat. Suck it. Like yeah. not that I was proud to have the fat, but I was like, I know my belt body well enough to know that that wasn't muscle. Like so- Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: says, if you like, if you look in the mirror and jump up and down, anything that still jiggles is fat. <laughs> 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 um, <so laughs> yeah. oh god so much editing but the, look the the fact is is i mean i've always been well, not always but i mean i've always gone up and down in in weight you know there have been from times where i've been ripped and fit jacked but and other times where i've just like at the moment i'm well and truly overweight you know i mean i'm just well and truly over what i what my height and, and build should be, I'm overweight. And the fact is, is that I eat too much food. That's the reality of the situation. I'm a stress eater and I eat too much food. And, the real, and as a consequence of that, I carry around too much weight. And I, I don't need people to make excuses for me and say, oh, you're big bone, you're this, that, and the other. The reality is I eat too much food, I'm fat, I need to lose weight. And it's, you know, people get really self-conscious about that thing. I don't think anybody enjoys being overweight, not fitting in the clothes they want to fit in or looking as good as what they could because they're overweight. And some people are very comfortable with it. Some people are okay. I'm not body shaming anyone. I'm not having a go at anyone. You're still the same person regardless whether you're carrying that weight or not. But how do you feel about it? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, that's, I, don't,
0: I don't judge people on, on how, you know. Nor do I. Um, how they look or, or weigh, how much they weigh, or things like that. If you're comfortable in it, you're comfortable. In it, that's fine. I'm just not like your friends and, and your family. Been. are
1: still your friends and your family, no matter well, if yeah. they if they you know they're doing CrossFit yeah. <laughs> or if they're um, if they're stuffing muffins down their throat. Like I said, the reality is, is is it doesn't matter what other people say. Again, to steal my old mate Esther Schultz thing, it doesn't matter what they think and feel. It matters what you think and feel. Yeah. So the reality is if you don't like it and you're not comfortable with it, then do something about it.
2: No, which is why I bring it up. It, because you decided you, you needed to get fit to do the decoy, sir, and you you yeah. did. In the last six months, you dropped 25 kilos. That guy's hit bringing up because your fucking pants don't fit anymore. And now you're flapping around in that bite suit and my dog can't get it. can't teach a legs properly to my dogs because your suit's too big. You're um, so selfish, Jazz. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put all that weight back on. Let me go
0: eat some muffins.
2: <laughs> but again, here comes a congratulations on that. Like, fucking well done. That's yeah. fu- you put in the hard work to do that.
0: Yeah, it's um, good.
1: We're um, in an age where people are really celebrating strong female role models and- I think you're a good example of that because you are a hardworking lady. Like you, you push yourself, and and I'm saying you are a you're a girl that broke your back legitimately, and it's still broken as we've discovered and talked about. Like I said to you the other day, you know, you you broke your back once upon a time, and you said, "No, dude, it's actually it's still broken." Like (laughs) I still have it won't heal. I I still have a broken back. Same as Pat. You know, I I see some guys in this industry who you know they'll give up and fall over like all the soccer players do overseas. Uh, flap around (laughs) on the ground and cry about how much pain they're in and stuff like that, you are still carrying an injury which still puts you in serious pain and yet you push through that and you should be congratulated, Jazz. Like it's a a great personal achievement and like I said, you are a proper role model for people to look at and say, you know, it can be done, I can push through this and I can actually make some pretty amazing achievements because not only are you tackling, you know, your mental illness, which you're doing an absolutely fine job of, I mean even you, you the way you talk about that and your approach to that is incredible but your physical aptitude and the things that you're doing like I said your BJJ and your and your dog sports uh, I'm I, I can't help but not being impressed by it it's you know No it, you're making me blush. Well I'm serious. It's actually you know like Pat and I and several others talk about it on a regular basis oh, and gee. you can just see <laughs> don't
0: how, know whether to be nervous about that or not. <laughs>
2: It's progress. Yeah, it should not, be, yeah. It's, not, it's <laughs> not, not sweaty stuff. It's progress. Oh, it's it's good. It's really good. So when we conduct your performance reviews, oh, yeah. we do that. You don't know. Right. That's right. Um, okay. So next big achievement since we've had you on is you bought a house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Geez. Now I'm just making sure, shit, have I told all the family yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, bought a house, which is a ginormous step for me. I don't think I've ever had that much responsibility. Yep. Well, actually, well, I have, but that doesn't really count because it wasn't my money and that was in the army and what have you. But Mm -hmm. uh, having something that large, like sort of that's my own, you know, I mean not just the house size but like the responsibility. Hang on, what are we talking about
2: here? <laughs> but so taking on the debt is a bit—it's a big deal, right? Like you got to pay yes, that mortgage. I
0: was referring to the responsibility and the mortgage. <laughs> I'm trying to behave here, Glenn. You're setting a bad example. I'm just triggering you, <laughs> triggered.
2: <laughs> we, we've already established as a randy guest, we don't have to keep carrying on. Yep. Um, uh, so yeah. So big yeah, responsibility. You've yeah. got the house, and is that going to change business? Are you going to do board and trains out of there? What's the plan? Are you going to be able to train a little bit from there? What's
0: yeah. So. It's perfect for for what I've been thinking about in regards to business. Uh, I could do some board and train. So got a good yard, got a good couple of sheds and what have you. Um, there's space to put some kennels in, which is definitely in the in the future, I think. So that way I could do board and trains at at my house for my prime canine business. But also there's a training shed that I can do or well, my own training could bring people there and do some training, you know, just depending. So mm-hmm. there's a few options there, but I am looking at putting kennels in both for client dogs and when I eventually get another dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's
2: what I'm building up to. Yeah. So <laughs> so now you'll be able to maybe raise some puppies and sell those. You yeah, know what you doing with that. yeah. Yep.
0: yeah, that'd be really cool because I actually haven't raised a puppy yet. I've done so much work that would be exactly the same as raising a puppy because mm-hmm. my dog's of a spastic and she had a long way to go but from what you guys and a few other people have said like that's something that i'd be really good at so and that's something i would enjoy as well like it's just building tough dogs but yeah you know
2: so if you're listening when is it when's your settlement
0: uh 31st of august
2: and you want to send jazz a puppy to raise and then maybe split a sale fee offer or something. if Someone could jump on that. Uh, get in touch. <laughs> I'm not around by a, in September though. <laughs> Buy a prime canine. Yeah, she'll be back sometime after August if you have any puppies on the ground. It's a, good, it's a good way to do it. Just get breeders to give you a dog and then from the sale price, you can split the sale price, whatever. You know, I think it's a good idea for you. Mm.
0: Yeah. There's a few options to do with that and stuff. So yeah, it's um, definitely something to keep looking into. Yeah. Mm. I'm excited about it. Yeah. All right.
2: There was something else I wanted to discuss and I can't remember what it was. I
0: don't what know. else have you been doing? But in regards to losing weight, so it's not all it wasn't all about fitness, like and doing exercise and stuff. I'm now off all my medication.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that. that's, a, that's a fucking big deal, man. Like yeah. and there's my next big congratulations, <laughs> right? Because yeah. the reason you put on weight was because of the medication.
0: Yeah, um, one of the reasons also I just couldn't do what I needed to do to keep like if I don't if I don't exercise, if I'm not physically active, I swear it's in my genetics just to put on weight. Like,
2: yeah, you're like me. you got the caveman yeah, exactly. that wants to store fat for the long 100%. cold winter that's just never going to come.
0: Yep. So a little bit was from sort of being lazy and not being able to do stuff from my back, but then a majority of it was genuinely from from a medication, which um, unfortunately once I was on it on such a high dose, it then takes a very, very long time to come off that. Had to switch, make it a bit easier, things like that, but uh, stopped them in April. So are on months now.
2: So you're on no meds Nothing. at all? nothing
0: and which that, is
1: and that's no small feat because for people who have been on medication and tried to get off it they find that that's like 5 years almost uh, as as bad as the problem that ails them in oh, the first withdrawals place and not yeah, pleasant <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying is that trying to readjust the chemical
2: levels in their, their head. And,
0: Which I mean, is why it's so gradual. You have to do it so gradually. or yeah. You know, you could end up in a worse place.
2: Yeah. We'll cut this out if we don't want to talk about it. But in the past, you've been hospitalized to even change meds, right? Yeah. Yep. So to then be sitting here with a big smile on your face saying that you're on no meds. Yeah. We've had to be literally hospitalized to just try out a new one. To now be saying, no, no, I'm on none. Yeah. And I'm happy. <laughs> is pretty fucking awesome.
0: It's a little bit surreal. But yeah, it is pretty, uh, pretty but, incredible, and I'm. But you're proud. ready
1: to do it, right? I mean, yeah. that's the difference: is that you're ready to do it. Yeah. I mean, there was no rush to get off it. There was no you must do well, it now. Like I was by in a big day. rush
0: to get off them, but I knew that but you needed I wasn't to be ready, ready, on them. So, yeah. that's yeah. right.
1: Again, is one of those things when we're talking about this sort of thing. It's great that Jazz has come off her meds, and it's great that she's feeling better for it. However knowing people that have done this in the past where they've come off meds, not ready to do it and been in a worse state and it's actually caused them to be hospitalised for it. I think, you know, it's pretty much just a caveat message to say like, don't do it if you're gonna not. I was
0: going to say, please uh, speak to your doctor or psychiatrist yeah. before um, taking <laughs> yeah.
1: or taking Pre- different look, meds or stopping them. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I just know a lot of people who have been on them and I nearly had to go on at one stage myself. It's a serious so thing. It is a serious thing and it's it's not a fuck around thing. Like if you need to be on them, I'm not a big pharmaceutical person in dogs and people, but if you need them and it's working for you, then you need them. Like you need to be on them and it's, yeah. and it's the best thing for you at that point in time until you don't. And if you... And there's, like if you have to stay on them long-term, there's no shame in that. Do what you need to do to get yourself
2: right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: So we've kind of talked around, but the whole <laughs> point is like life's good, right? Life's yeah. doing awesome. And I think it's, it's really cool because the dog industry can be such a fuck around and it can chew a lot of people up and spit them out. But it's good to hear a positive story from the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. Like, the, I
0: mean, there's, there's plenty of struggles and things like that to work on still. And a lot I want to still developing and, and improve in regards to myself um and growth and stuff and i won't you know i won't deny that i still have bad days like everyone else and that's that's quite normal yeah. um but yeah doing much better and the, the dog industry has been a really good thing for me in regards to that it's not for everyone like as you said you know chill them up spit them out sometimes but i guess i'm around the right people <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> i well, won't list everyone but yeah you I- too
2: I, I'm I'm really happy for you. I'm really proud of you. This is, I, I think I've said that like a hundred times on this podcast, but I am. It's, it's great.
0: Glenn, can you count that when you edit this?
2: <laughs> he said it as much as you said CrossFit. <laughs> well, now you've had a turn. Um, <laughs> so uh, what's next? Uh, in regards to... What, what do you got going on? What's, what, what's your new what's goal? Your what's your new
1: challenge? You've, you've got a sweaty trip lined up in the USA.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I like the way it was just like,
1: oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, not entirely sure what I'll be doing for my whole trip, but I know the first week will be because I'll be going for a few weeks. First week, I'll be going stay with Sean and Janet and do some decoy cert, uh, decoy stuff. Not a certification, just decoy stuff. Leading up to. Their annual Zuko trial, mm-hmm. which we can't attend, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. What a shame. That's the same weekend that the IACP starts, so unfortunately we won't be able to attend. But I can. Um nice one, Sean and Janet. <laughs> God. Yeah. So a bit more
2: considerate. <laughs> <time. I know.
0: laughs> so I'll be going and hanging out with them, watching some decoy stuff, and see see how they do do. job. So, just training. training with them, basically. Yeah, and then do the IACP in Florida. Uh, I'll probably hang hang there around uh, hang around there for a bit and then from there I'm still working out what I'll do for the rest. So Pretty keen for the trip altogether. So,
1: yeah, it's good. Mm, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, not keen for the flight, but the rest of it. I don't is think right.
1: anyone enjoys the flight, to be honest. Um, Long haul flights are not fun.
0: Putting me in a confined space with lots of people not on medication is not a clever idea, right? Have you seen The Hulk? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hello? <laughs> I'm going to fall out of a plane and
1: um, some excuse naked on the me, S, I'm trying to enjoy my in flight movie, and the lady next door to me is punching me in the head.
2: <laughs> I uh, Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one of the times I came home from America, I flew from Texas. And I think that that is maybe the longest, second longest flight you can do. Um, I think 17 hours or something like that. Yeah, it's a long flight. And so uh, there were heaps of kids in my cabin. And there was this one little boy. I was in the aisle and he was in the, the the other side of the aisle one row forward. And he reminded me a lot of Rip. Like he was a real, like, you know, little goy kid. And they get on, he bought at like 10. So he sleeps. They all sleep, all these kids, for the first eight hours or whatever. And it's all fine. Uh, anyway, for the last probably two hours on this flight, this kid—if he had known how to work the emergency exit—he would have done it for sure. Right? <laughs> like he just was—he just couldn't understand why I was trapped in this metal tube, uh, and he just was essentially laying on the floor screaming. Oh joy! <laughs> like, and people were getting real angry about it. I, you know, I was. There's nothing you can do to help, right? There's, there's the kid just needed to get off the plane. It was. Um, you should have a sound booth at the back of the plane that you can just lock him in and just. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is the issue, right? Like everybody feels like that. But after 17 hours on a plane, everybody feels the same. Only the kid has no filter. Yeah, like, they Fuck just it. demonstrate this is, it. This is how I feel and I'm, like, I'm showing it. We're everything. all thinking it. <laughs> yeah. He's just doing it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, like I said, Rip's coming. Jane and Rip are coming to um, to Florida yep. with us. So you think you're worried about the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about the flight.
0: I'd probably be all right sitting on a plane with a three-year-old. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, so keep we're gonna get Dave. him an, an Baby iPad. Baby Valium. We we've done like a lot of work to like give him minimal screen time, um, and now we're like, now nah, fuck it, he's getting an iPad. That kid, and that'll keep him interested. And he can watch movies most of the way. And um, anyway, so yeah, that that's gonna be exciting. That plane ride. Don't yeah. worry, we'll be stressed as well. <laughs> yeah, I've just got Dave to sit next to. So. Yeah, you guys, twenty <laughs> days. I know, we'll sweaty Dave, drinking wine and yep. having, a, having an awesome time, living <laughs> <Yeah>. it up. <laughs> Hopefully, I hope we're on the similar flight and you're dealing with a three year old screaming. Oh, nah. I don't think we are. I think you've booked a day before yeah. us. Well, that was, that yeah, was I'm always. the day
0: before Pat. Pat will be that day. We we'll leave on the 11th. And then Glenn will be the day after, I think.
2: Yeah, we we'll leave on the
1: 11th. Uh, we no, no, we're on the 13th. Oh, okay. There yeah, 13th and leave on the 13th, arrive on the 13th, and we leave the USA on the 20th. Yeah.
0: See, I think I'm planning, I haven't booked it yet, but I'm planning on the 10th. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, leave. leave on the 11th. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, and be on that flight you were just yeah. talking about with the three-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Okay. He'll be all
2: right. He'll be fine. <laughs> that first flight to LA should Actually, be fine. Actually,
0: you like, you're worried all-
1: about going on your own, why don't you... Leave on the 11th and go with these guys. So, you're at least you're with someone familiar. If you need to talk to someone, that, that would be smart
0: because that would be avoiding something that I'm like very anxious and fearing. So, if I want to get over it, I need to fucking do it.
2: Oh, fair, <laughs> enough. fair enough. You don't have to I'm sit in the same row, though. it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I yeah. was just thinking it'd be nice to have a babysitter on board. Yeah, I know that. I <laughs> no.
0: no, that's what you're thinking. I can just drop two values.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's super exciting. We're all going there. And then, what's in dogs? What's the next goal? What's going on? Are you going to try this Mondio decoy cert?
0: Well, I mean, now you're putting it out there, I guess I got to. (laughs) Yeah, so we were talking about it the other day. Have you got your jazz hands ready? Um, (laughs) My (laughs) My jazzy jazz hands? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I honestly don't know anything about Mondio, so I've got to read up on all these rules and what have you now. um, It's a tricky
1: little sport, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, we've been watching some videos. and.
2: Yeah, so I contacted the guys at WMA. My plan is I want to go up and have a crack at it. Because I think that in sports with so few competitors and there's so few decoys in Australia, I think that it is wise for us to cross-train our decoys. So I want to take the first step in doing that. I'll read the rules of Mondio. I know how to catch a dog and I'm sure that I can – I'll I'll figure out how to do it Mondio style by the time and attempt their certification. And my hope is that some of the very talented Mondio decoys that we have in the country attempt our certification – and that'll mean – the PSA one, I mean – and that will mean that at our own trials, we can actually trial and not have to worry about decoying at our own trials. Well, there's no
1: reason other than personal politics why there should be a divide amongst the sports. Anyway. No, exactly. And, exactly. I mean, and if that's the case, like if you're club members and people are saying don't do this and don't do that, question it. Like yeah. there are things to say why.
2: Well, I don't think anyone is – like to my knowledge, no one is. So I, awesome. I'm hoping that's well the done. case. So, but yeah, it, someone's got to take the first step. So I'm going to go up and – yeah, well, road trip. I've, yeah, so let's road trip it up, <laughs> and it's good for me because exactly, it's a, they have a fitness test, and yep. my fitness isn't fantastic at the moment. It gives me something to work towards. I like having goals to work towards. We so actually, I think that. I'm joining you on that road trip. Yeah, yep. so we should do that. Are you coming on the road trip? I'm coming on the road trip. So
1: we're all. getting – I call shotgun. No way!
0: <laughs> I've called it. Everyone heard it.
2: It's adults up front.
1: Come on, <laughs> get <laughs> oh, to the back.
0: Get the yeah. fuck out of here!
1: <laughs> no, I cannot. It's serious. It's it's very, very important.
2: important piece. Piece. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> since our dogs can be locked in boxes in the back, you yep. can you can sit in the back seat with a dog out of the box. Sure. Um, but yeah, let's do that. Let's cruise up, and then uh, I'm going to have a crack at the mat on the Friday. So that's the monocular aptitude test because I'm there. Why not?
0: Oh. Um, Oh, I think that's thing. That's that thing that Jace was telling me. Just put Canter yeah. in that, and you probably that, could. Why not? It's not the, There's no Biden. It, um, it? Yeah, it's, it's got got like a social
2: test. It's a, yeah. a test before you're allowed to compete in Mondio. That's on the <sighs> Friday, uh, and then if I can get my dog ready, I'm going to have a crack at the MR1. And, and I don't know. I, just because I'm there, I'll have a crack at it. <laughs> you said the
0: MR1, p- and I'm thinking of a truck. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Mondioing one. Um, that that sort of is contrary to what I was just saying about how like we decoy for each other, but I mean, if I'm there, I may as well just have a a crack at it and have fun. How many Mondio Um, clubs are in Australia now? I have no idea. I I have no idea. Couldn't Mm. tell you. There's only, uh, probably only a few. And like I said, I just think it it would be, it's prudent that, you know, how many people in dog sport can work a dog in a suit in Australia? Like I'm guessing maybe. Probably a dozen. Yeah. Mm. At a max, maybe 20 people. And so. Dividing ourselves up and saying, "Hey, no, I only do it this," is is just fucking insanity. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. It, you know, like that's like that song, "Why can't we be friends?" You yeah, know, we, exactly. We should all be working with each other and supporting the sports together because we're so we're such a small minority that rather than having the internal politics of, not, I'm I'm not suggesting that they're all like this, but there's just enough problems in clubs to prevent people from getting together where we should all saying, "Hey." This is the identity of what we want to do, like we're Mondio, you guys are PSA, that you guys are IPO, but we're all in a fraternity that we all love and enjoy dog sports. Let's communicate regularly. Let's make sure we're keeping the government heat off our back, you know, and let's try and get it open back up in Victoria again. You know, let's try and prevent these stupid fucking state politics from letting us enjoy dog sports where we can actually get it open back up and we can make it a, an Australia-wide sport.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, as for getting it going Victoria, fuck, who knows how to do that? But
1: certainly, Diffic- Difficult.
2: It's such a nanny state. Yeah, certainly I believe Disgraceful. that cooperation amongst everybody is very important. Very and much. And that's why, look, I'm happy to go up there and have a crack at it. And as I say, then that makes it easier for the guys who are Mondio Deco. Like, you know, I was the first PSA decoy here, but I want to trial at every trial with my dog. So yeah. I don't want to decoy. I can decoy the levels I'm not involved in. But it's a lot easier if we can have someone who has no intention of trialing with us to come and 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 decoy for us. That, that that makes it heaps easier. And unfortunately, you know, people are interested in the sport, so they want to become a decoy of that sport, which is great. They should, but then you can't do both. You, you can't can't do both on the same day. Well, you can, but not in your level. So it's difficult, and I know you want to get a dog. So, like you, eventually want to trial, and maybe even with Max, you could do a PDC or whatever. It means you can't decoy for that. So we need yeah. we need other people to do it. And I, be, I like it's my feeling then that surely the other sports are in the same the same boat.
0: Yeah, you would think so.
2: So yeah, let's do that. Awesome road trip. Road trip. Road trip. Another one. So if you're, this is my big build up to if you're in Queensland and you want three randy guests. <laughs> 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 Over the weekend,
0: two semi randy, one really randy.
2: Yeah, two semi randy, one which really one's randy. The, which
1: one's the really randy
2: one? They'll we can let out. the uh,
0: audience choose,
2: they'll find <laughs> out. Um, so if you're in Queensland and you have a couple of spare bedrooms or even just some couch or whatever, I uh, think floor, and there'll be three dogs, probably one really well behaved, and two <laughs> two lunatics. Yeah and Are we still
0: talking about the dogs or <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's all the same Yeah get in contact Because that would be handy Yeah that would be handy and What is it It's the last weekend in August I think I think yep. so yeah Yeah. So get in contact with us
0: uh, Second last
2: I think it's the last Hold on No it can't be... be
0: the last
2: Yeah cause Oh they're... no
0: yeah Because the th- 31st I, I, is a Friday yeah. yeah sorry last weekend Yeah. Yep. So we'll
2: be up there from 24 25 And maybe twenty-sixth Of yep. August And all that said, we need to actually do the paperwork on all that
0: and so, learn some rules because we've just said
2: it out loud and people have heard it. So we need to now we're committed. All uh, right, can mm. we
0: delay this podcast a little bit, guys? <laughs> no, <Jokes. laughs>
2: we got to learn the rules. But we've got a 12 hour drive to Brisbane, I'm sure we can do some rules reading on the way out there. Yeah, we're good to go. Um, and well done for the um the
1: Mondio clubs of Australia that to get together to get a national event together. It's pretty awesome. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, it is. It'd be exciting to be there. Yeah, we should do some talking to some people while we're there. Mm
1: um and you've uh you helped initiate a new PSA club up in Brisbane. yeah yep we yeah. haven't I don't think we've talked about that have we
2: yeah we have yeah 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 we went up there did a um like an intro to PSA oh we did day. on a podcast yeah. yeah yeah I'm just losing track yeah it's all blurring into one so much going is. On, yeah is there good. is a lot more going on in the, in the dog world which is
1: but good stuff too like yeah, and I think uh, another
2: one looking to start up as well so that's good yeah nice. um yeah sports growing and it's you know as I say I know that some of the Mondio guys are are keen to do PSA as well so why not and Jazz is looking at me trying to say that we're trying to we're also going to get GRC going in Australia are you going to take the lead on that or what's going to happen there <laughs> potentially oh, yeah. uh,
1: talk about your we haven't talked about a GRC trial. that's right yeah that's the, that's the one thing that you were
2: uh, that's what I was trying to was trying that, to push out of her yeah <laughs> so GRC. We spoke about it a lot with Jay. It's the sport that he has. What does GRC mean? Uh, Game,ness, game
0: relationship control.
2: Yeah. I, I, I never knew Jazz that. Jazz is all over it. Yeah,
1: Jazz knows all about it. Uh,
2: it's a sport that he <laughs> has put together um, and is, what do you say? It's traditional drive work for sort of pit bull type drive work, but with an obedience component added in so that you have to actually have control of your dog. It Mostly has, liberty though. Yeah. So the dog can be chilled. Yep. Right? You can show that the dog is not just- Got an a, off switch. Yeah, not a killer, not yep. a psycho. Pretty much. And it has an SR test, which is the equivalent of like a BH, PDC, Mondio mat. Like it's the entry test mm. to the- to the, It's the gateway test to the sport. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that there, Jazz. I think we've talked about- We've definitely talked about how you're the world champion at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so SR test, social responsibility, if you didn't mention that. Not sure if you did. You start off with that. You can do a, a version in a muzzle, but to be able to access the drive sports, you have to do the version without the muzzle, mm-hmm. and you have to get seventy points or above. Uh, Pat's all over the seventy points. Yeah, there.
2: <laughs> minimum just, just standard. Call, man. Just called you out yeah. on it. no, <laughs> yeah. just,
0: Hey, it's on that video, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, so you've got to get above seventy points. You start with a hundred, and each sort of thing you do, not wrong, but that isn't desired set out by their rules, you you lose points. It's like yeah, like five, in 10 all 10 dog 15. sports, you start, yeah.
2: you start at right. the top and you lose points Yeah, the problem.
0: exactly. So the structure there is still the same. And there's three segments to it. There's a liberty phase, uh, there's an obedience phase, and then there's another liberty f- phase essentially. Um, and from there you can go into the drive sports. And it actually, it's kind of interesting. So after I did that test and was was looking more into it, I realized that a lot of assistance dog work actually isn't necessarily obedience. It's your dog being at Liberty Mm -hmm. next to you. You're not asking it for a constant focused heel the entire time. It just needs to stay next to you in that position, not pulling on the leash or anything. But when you do ask it to do something, it needs to do that. So I didn't really, actually, I didn't really understand what Liberty meant. I had to look that one up and have it explained and stuff. And yeah, I do realize that Genta does a lot of that anyway. Like that's how we sort of trained.
2: So she, or well you'd say is she's choosing to do the appropriate thing yes. uh, without having to be um, Told compelled to. to do it. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. So she's choosing to, um, when out in public and stuff, not jump on people, which is part of the test. You have to walk up to people, approach them. Your dog's not allowed to jump on them. Um, that's an automatic DQ. But, you know, they can go up and get a paddle or what have you. So, you know, you need to walk around in figure eights and your dog's not to be pulling on the leash, depending on how hard or if it does and for how long. That will depend on how many points you lose. And then there's the obedience where there's like a – you get called to – you call your dog to middle, take a step forward, the dog's got to stay between your legs, you turn left, you turn right, and within that you're not allowed to use anything other than verbal. You tell your dog to down, you walk away. Um, It's like a two-minute down. Yeah, two-minute down, you walk away. Um, You just float around for 30 seconds or whatever, then you go into another room uh, out of of sight. Sorry, we used a room for 30 seconds and then you come back out, or up to 30 seconds, sorry, you come back out and then you go and greet another person and another dog at the door. Um, anywhere up to 30 seconds is required in that sort of part. And then you just hang out for the remaining 30 seconds. You forgot the um, recall. No, 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 that's... Oh, hang out for the remaining. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's two minute, so it's a two-minute, so it's in 30-second yeah, yeah, yeah. blocks, yeah. I'm with you, yeah, And then once he says two minutes is up, you go stand on another mark and you recall your dog to front which I think is sort of IPO style, would you, is that sort of Yeah, it's the front it's finish. Front, yeah, whatever it's called, front finish, yep. You turn to the left, the dog has to stay in the front and turn with you. You turn to the right, dog's got to do the same. And, I mean, it can be either direction first, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then that task is finished, and then you have another two-minute test where your dog is, they're on a long line, just so there's never going to be any mistakes or accidents and what have you, and your dog just has to be at liberty for two minutes. and can do whatever it wants, so long as it's within the rules, which is like, you know, not... Going to the toilet, not jumping on people, not you know doing zoomies around the place. Can't jump on you, but you can sit there and pat your dog for two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know you can love on your dog, and that's fine as long as it's chill. That's suitable. So as long as your dog's at liberty, the way um, Jay explains it is, it's sort of the behaviour you would want your dog you know, to, to display when you're having a barbecue with friends over at your house. You know, yeah. you don't want it to hassle you, you don't want mm. to take a food off your table, you just want it to be at liberty. You don't have to worry about it, but it's behaving within the social sort of yeah standards that you set. So
2: So what's cool about all that is there's no special dog required, right? Like anyone can train their dog to do that.
0: Yep. Uh, agreed.
2: Yeah, any breed can turn up uh, and should, and all that stuff for that SR test. I mean, we talked about this with Jay. All that stuff is just normal dog behavior stuff. Like if you're a good dog owner, you really should be able to, yeah, to do all that sort of thing. And that's the gateway to doing the drive sports, and the drive sports is weight pull, mill races. Uh, spring and pole. Spring pole. Wall climb. Wall climb. So all those kind of cool things, but you've got to get through that first to prove you've got control of your dog. And as I pushed at the time, and I'm, I want to plug it again, is I think that it is – fucking awesome that most dog trainers should be getting involved in this and pushing their clients to do it and building a culture around it because as we've talked about so many times and i know this is why jay invented the sport is we're constantly teaching dogs to not do shit people just want a problem fixed whereas this gives them an opportunity to work towards something and it's a sport that's achievable like mm. doing psa doing mondio doing ipo that is not achievable for the average person you've got to have a special dog and but you've got this to is there's no excuses it. yeah there's no excuse to not have this and yep. that's why i you know i didn't train for it with well, let me let me explain. So I did too, and you know I'll post the video. So Jay made a. We had two trials here while he was here. We had one here in Sydney, one in Melbourne, and so we had some dogs do really well. I think we had in those two trials as many dogs get through the SR test in this country as have in all of America in the time he's been running it. Um, so you know, congratulations to us. We did quite well. He made a video of my dog. I did it with Val, <laughs> uh, and that shows the minimum standard. So that I got seventy, like I passed, and that was. It, he made a video showing exactly what the minimum is. And then you got a hundred percent and couldn't possibly do any better. Right. Uh, So there's a video showing that and we'll post that video. We'll find it in, in um, Jay's Facebook and put it up. And so, it's there it's easy right I, and then in Melbourne I had a crack with Remy and got disqualified. But I'm happy
0: to do that because <laughs> that was funny. He's
2: not he's not a dog that I I take places and do those things with right so I, I, I,
0: he's socially responsible it's just he didn't have the front.
2: Yeah and he he nearly <laughs> bit me instead.
0: He's like what do you want me to do? Okay bye.
2: Yeah. He has a front guard, and so I put him into that, and then he nearly bit me and jumped on me, so I was disqualified. But anyway, I think that we should get this going. I I think you're going to be the pusher of it because it fits. I've got enough shit going on. I think it fits everything that you're doing with your dog, everything you want to do with assistance dogs, everything that people should be able to do with their own pets. It's perfect. Yeah, it's suitable. And I've harped on this so much. I think that all dog trainers that have – if you have clients of pet dogs – that is an awesome thing you should all be getting into and trying to get them involved in and same deal. Like, you know, it's just a series of tests that Jay's written. Someone could write a different one, whatever, but why bother? He's done a great job of it. It's He's put a lot of thought into it. Exactly. Mm. So,
1: and like you said, there are no excuses you can't look at this and go, Oh, it's too hard. I can't do it with my dog. And yeah, you know, reel through the the reasons why you can't do it. It's very accessible. Well, very much
2: so. The excuses that like I have an excuse and that, I have incompatible behaviours at the time. Later, I'll be able to pass it with Remy, but I'd had it But you're not saying
1: you can't do it full stop. No, right. You're just that's saying right. you can't yeah. do it right now. That's right.
2: That's right. So, yeah. for the average person, and like, so my pet dog, I can do it. Everybody yeah. should be able to do it.
1: Hey, speaking of Jay, it's pretty impressive that he's such a big fan of the box.
2: yeah he's yeah he's crooked around a few people to do the box which is cool which is cool and what's funny is i've been making more people play tug as well which is funny um we both rubbed off on each other a fair bit which is which is great i mean he's awesome dude i very much enjoyed his company when he's here
1: yeah um oh he's as funny as hell no
2: he's awesome guy yeah but so jay if you're listening well let's do something let's find a way to get it so that we can start running grc stuff here like yeah. I said, I'm I'm happy to learn whatever it is to be a judge in it or whatever. Because to be the judge,
0: you got to intern two comps.
2: Well, have and, two while we're at the ISCP.
0: Well, <laughs> they've got one coming up in August. Um, unfortunately, not in September. Road right. trip. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, I feel like I've heard Jay talk about, since there's going to be a bunch of dog trainers in one place with their socially responsible dogs, there should be an SR test done there. Why not? Well, I don't know if
1: he wants to get it into Australia, we can find a way to make that happen.
2: Yeah, let's make it happen. Let's find a way. Let's talk about it when we're there and we'll figure it out because... Why not? It's fucking cool, and more people should be doing it.
0: And then, and then we get into the same situation where I'm going to want to compete, but I'm going to have to judge. So then it's going to be like, "Hey Pat, yeah, what? well, like you're I said, gonna... I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. Hey Glenn, you're going to judge.
2: <laughs> I'm happy to do it. Let's find a way to do it, and yeah. I'm I'm happy to do it. Yeah, it's on the cards. Um,
0: just got to work it all out. So um, I know a few people in Australia are on the uh, GRC Sport page um, on Facebook, and and what have you, um, making some posts. They're finding some people that might be appropriate for the sport and stuff. So. Keep an ear out and I'm sure you'll hear about it soon enough. Yeah, uh, start some clubs, get it going.
2: Mm. Yeah, You're in charge, Jazzy. If it falls over, it's going to be on your, it's on your <laughs> oh <my God>. head. <laughs> hey, what's this thing about
0: responsibility and it's the on, whole house thing? And Oh, my it's God. On your it's on your head. Yeah.
2: All right. Hey, I've got to go. So let's wrap it up.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
2: Jazzy Jazz Pants, Sweats, Jazzy Jeff. Thank you for coming on again. Thanks for telling your story in as much detail as you do and um, letting everybody know sort of your journey to this point. Again, I'm really proud of you. Well done. You've done a great job. We, 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 we we are proud
1: of her and and many, many others and many, many others.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's really good to see you so happy. It's, it's fucking great. So that's fantastic. Keep it up.
1: Just quickly. Thanks for letting us talk about some sensitive topics as well, because, uh, the first time you did a podcast with us compared to now, like you can even see the fact that you were able to talk about things without it bothering you and sort of making an issue of it. People will be able to hear that for sure. Yeah, I know, but like she just reeled it off. You did a great session with us today and it's a marvellous difference, Jazz. It really is. Like if you can't notice it, like if it's not apparent to you, what we're both telling you now is like it's heads and shoulders above where you were. Six months difference, it's like night and
2: day.
0: (laughs) Night and day. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. Awesome. All
2: right, that's it for another episode of the Canine Paradigm. As always, if you like what you're hearing, jump onto whatever subscription service you download us from, like, rate, share, subscribe, tell a friend, all those things. And if you want to get in contact with us, the best way to do that is on Facebook. We are The Canine Paradigm on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well, The Canine Paradigm. And that is it. Glenn, music. (laughs)